Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen. The book of Acts chapter 6, the book of Acts chapter 6, and we are looking forward to the services this weekend. Again, Saturday at 7, Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.30, and then Sunday night service at 6 p.m. And what an amazing time we had this past week with Brother Scott Graham preaching. I've wanted him to come for a long time, and I know it was a blessing to many of you. I sat up here at my seat in the morning, was so moved and stirred about how God loves his wounded sheep. And Sunday night, of course, when he talked about number 10 in the corner, the corner doesn't belong to us. I wept through that whole message thinking about the power of the church and we are dependent on one another. And so uh, tonight, Acts chapter 6, verse 1, we do want to pray again, be reminded our Bible quizzers that are out of state in Florida and uh, in Disney World, they're there quizzing. And so we don't feel sorry for them, but we are praying for a safe return. But let's remember them in prayer as well. Acts chapter 6, verse 1, it says, And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. He was saying it's not reason that we should leave the word of God and take care of of temporal business things that are necessary. Wherefore, brethren, he, he said, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and, everybody say wisdom, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Watch what happens when you let everybody get involved with the business so the word cannot be neglected. Prayer cannot be neglected. But look what verse 7 says. And the word of God, what? Increased. It increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. And I'd like to preach on the Acts 6 principle. The Acts 6 principle. God bless you. You may be seated. I I remember growing up in in church and and, uh, what a a blessing it has been to grow up in church. I had amazing leadership in my life. And uh, my dad, tremendous pastor, mom, an amazing lady of God and my pastor before that. I, I appreciate the leadership. And over the years, though, I have seen this uh, a progression. Uh, I remember as a kid, just in my mind, raising up in church, my concept of the church was the building. It just, it's just one of those things as a kid, church, just the building. Uh, then I began to learn that church is the people. That God, and I, that, that God has a people that we call the church. I went from there and I heard a message by Brother Huntley uh, years, started listening to his preaching when I was a teenager. And he made this statement. He said, God doesn't call a man to pastor the people 
in a building. He calls a man, the pastor, a city. And so in my mind expanded just a little bit more that, that God has called us to reach more than the people that come into the building, but he's called us to reach a city. And then I started hearing things about apostleship and that God wants us to go beyond even the city and maybe even reach a region. Jesus said in Acts chapter 8, excuse me, in Acts 1 and 8, he said it this way. He said that the gospel would be preached beginning in where? Jerusalem. And it would go to where? Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part of the earth. It was never the will of God for just a small group to hear the word of the Lord. But it was to go to the whole world. Can somebody say amen? And so when you read Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that in one day, I'm going to teach some things about Acts chapter 2 in the near future, but in one day, in one day, 3,000 people were added to the church. 3,000 people were added to the church in one day. And it goes on and it says in Acts chapter 2, and it says the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. In Acts chapter 2, it was addition. Why? Because it was at one location. But what you're going to find is when we get to Acts chapter 6, it's no longer just addition, but when the number of disciples was what? Multiplied. Multiplication is going to start happening when we start being poised to leave one location and to take this to the world. You're going to find Acts 6 erupts into Acts 7 leading to Acts 8 where the gospel got out of Jerusalem. It was never the will of God for people just to come to church and hear preaching. It was the will of God for disciples to be multiplied. I want everybody listening to say multiplication. Multiplication. Let's look what happens. So when the number of disciples were multiplied, this multiplication was happening, people started murmuring. I have learned that there are growing pains in a church, just like the growing pains in, in Finn, my eight-year-old's legs. Every day, he talks about the pain in his legs. And I said, buddy, that's a good sign. You're growing. You're having growing pains. I remember when I was eight years old, my knee would lock up because I was growing pains. There are growing pains. And when things started, started happening, the number of disciples started multiplying. The church started growing. Murmuring started happening. They started feeling left out. There were groups that said, I, I feel like I'm not being contacted. We've got these things. You see that here in the scripture. But they were very wise. And the disciples, the 12 called a multitude of the disciples unto them and said, Hey, it is not reason that we should leave what? The word of God and serve tables. What he was saying was this. It's not the will of God for the apostles, those that are preaching, teaching the word of the Lord, even the disciples that are preaching, teaching the word of the Lord, to stop preaching to take care of business. Oh, there's a, ple a plethora of business to be taken care of. You can look at the church here. There is a ton of overhead. There is a lot of expense that makes this happen. There's a lot of things that have to happen. There's, there are, this is an acre. Think of this. This is one acre of carpet that has to be swept. An acre building that has to be dusted. There, there's a continuation. The more people you have, guess what you have? You got a whole lot more mess. First message I ever preached in this church. It was a Sunday night 
And I was just an evangelist. And I preached from Proverbs 14 and 4. Where no oxen are, the crib is clean. But there's much increase by the strength of the ox. Saying where there's no people, you've got a clean, you got a clean stall. But where there's, where there's people, there's going to be mess. I want you to know that the mess is worth the people being here. There's going to be walls that need repainted. There's going to be messes to clean up. There's going to be uh, spills. There's going to be things. But guess what? <clears throat> it's not the preacher's job. It's not the teacher's job to go take care of every business thing, everything with the widow, financial needs, things of that nature. Somebody's got to stay in the word. And what I'm saying is God has called every single one of us in some manner to be involved with what God is doing. God has called you individually to have a role in this. We want everybody that's in the church, everybody that's been filled with the Holy Ghost, everybody that's repented to realize your role is important in the kingdom of God. God didn't call us just to come and receive the word. God has called us to be involved with what makes this happen. If you will read Haggai chapter just, just the book of Haggai later. I want you to read it because there is a much emphasis in Haggai and Zechariah <coughs> on the word, or excuse me, on the house of God. I believe God's house should be spick and span. I believe his presentation should be absolutely excellent. I believe that, that everything that we do at the house of God represents the king of kings. Do you believe that? I believe the house should be clean. I think the house should smell good. I think the business of this should be taken care of. I really do. And I, you're going to hear me preach this coming weekend about uh, everything we need is in the house. But let me, let me say something to you. Some people do not get involved with the ministration or the business because they feel like what they can contribute is too small. It's not enough. I, I uh, you know, somehow, somehow, I don't know how it ever got in the church, but we got this mindset that, that if I don't preach and I don't sing and don't play an instrument, then there's no place for me in the kingdom. That's just not true. It's just not true. God has called you. God has gifted you. And you'll find that in Acts chapter six, when the church, the church or the kingdom is being built, he said it this way. The Acts six principle is this. Can't, everything can't be left up to the apostles or to the pastor, to the ministry. Everybody's got to get involved. And, and the principle was, we've got to find people. He said, I want you to find people. Uh, let's, let's look at verse 3. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report. We've got to have honest people. And he goes on and says, full of the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, and wisdom. Wisdom. We need people filled with the Holy Ghost. And have wisdom. And so when you begin to study this, uh, we're going to go to Exodus chapter 31. Why don't you just for a moment go with me in this Bible study tonight. Exodus chapter 31. Let's look and see what it says. Hope you're not eating chicken wings right now while I'm preaching. And... Uh, uh, Drinking your Dr. Pepper and, and, a, and a cold cup of coffee. I don't know. I hope you're in the word here with me tonight. Exodus chapter 31, verse 1. Look what it says. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel. Bezalel, the son of Uriah, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God. 
Bezalel is the son of Hur. You know who Hur was? Hur was one of them that held up the hands of Moses when he was weak. And uh, one stood on one side and held his hands up. And while his hands were lifted, what happened? There was victory in the valley. What I'm saying is you can't expect just the pastor, the ministry team, those doing the word to do everything. If you are a new convert, there is a purpose for you in the kingdom of God. You're going to hear a lot about this in the next, next few weeks. Uh, but Bezalel, the son of Uriah, verse 3 says, And I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Very possibly, the first place we see in the, in the scripture where someone was filled with the Spirit of God. And what does it, what does it say? Spirit of God and what? In wisdom. Wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. To do what? To devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones, to set them and in carving of timber, to work in all manner of workmanship. And I, behold, I have given with him uh, Aholiab, the son of uh, Ahisamash, of the tribe of Dan. And in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. What? Number seven, the tabernacle of the congregation, the ark of the testimony, the mercy seat that is thereupon, and all the furniture of the tabernacle. Goes on and list this. My point's not going to get into everything they did, but what they were called to do when God told Moses, I want you to build a tabernacle. He said, listen, <clears throat> I'm going to provide the material, but I'm also going to provide the craftsmen. I want to provide the workers. I've got people that I'm going to send there to see that, that job get done. There is people among you that I have sent. I have filled with the spirit. I have given wisdom. They just need release. <clears throat> you know what we, if we're not careful, what we'll do is I'm saying we as ministry, we as as preachers of the word, if we're not careful, when God says build a tabernacle, we're trying to figure out, we're trying to go get a trade to how we're going to carve out the Ark of the Covenant. How we're going to take a piece of shittim wood and, and carve it out and overlay it with gold. And how are we going to work the stones and make everything into the tabernacle? And the preacher has to lay the Bible down, the word, the leadership, what God has called him to do, to go try to do something God didn't call him to do. Amen. God gave him the word. God gave him the direction. God gave him the path. God gave him the vision. But it doesn't mean that Moses had to do it all. Amen. I want everybody to hold up your hand just like this. Now take your pointer finger like this. And I want you to say this. Where the finger of God points, the hand of God provides. Anytime God points in a direction, a vision, a plan, what he wants, he will always provide. You'll find in scripture that when God called King Saul to be king, the Bible says there was a band of men that their hearts were turned with him. I believe, let me just go ahead and say it. I believe God has sent everything we need to the anchor. And I'm talking about, when I say the anchor, I'm not talking about just Zanesville. I'm talking about we are a multi-campus church. What that means is one church in multiple locations. Everything we need to build churches in Guatemala, to impact uh, 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 Vietnam, everything we need to impact this region, I believe has been sent by God and is here. 
God didn't give Moses wisdom to craft the Ark of the Covenant. He gave him the law. He gave him the direction. But he said, Moses, here's what I've given you. I've given you Bezalel. Bezalel knows how to do this. I don't believe even the pastor should have to do all the counseling. I believe there's a lot of people that come into the church that they need counsel. <clears throat> they, need, they, need, they need wounds being healed that are internal. I'm not so sure. I, I, let me say it this way. It's not the pastor's job to do all of that. He might minister to some level, but it's possible that the pastor, and I'm speaking of myself and, and whoever's watching, that it doesn't have to be the pastor to be everything. The pastor can say, I've got somebody gifted, trained, skilled, and God's given them wisdom to work with this marriage. God's given them wisdom to work with, with abuse that you've had since you were a child. Things that are in your heart. What I'm saying is God didn't call the pastor to do everything. If we're not careful, the pastor will be removed from the word, removed from prayer because he's doing everything but what God called him to do. But that's not what I've come to preach. I've come to preach the axiom's principle is this. God's called you to do things that he didn't call the preacher to do. Everything we need to have an awakening revival. Everything we need to plant churches all over this region. Everything we need to buy property and build churches is right here. I believe God has sent you. I believe God has anointed you. I believe God has given you wisdom. I'm telling you, it's here. The Bezalels are sitting on the seat. I believe God. Come on, would you praise God with me for a minute? I believe God is doing it. I believe we have HVAC people. Heating and air that can step into a daughter work and help us. I believe we've got plumbers that God has given wisdom to do that, a passion for that. We've got electricians. We've got framers. We've got people that know how to work concrete. We've, we've, got, we've got people that are skilled in so many different areas of craftsmanship. We have, we have a ladies that can counsel. We have a ladies that can contribute so much. Don't limit your call to just being a pastor, to being a preacher, or being a singer or a musician. How small is that? Amen. There's singers that have been called, but there's people that sit in the church week after week. They are, they are, they are passionate, but they don't feel what they don't feel released because they're comparing themselves to something and the devil has hidden them. He's, he's held them bound, but I've come to release you in the name of Jesus. There's going to be the greatest year you've ever had. You're going to feel more complete, more valuable. You're going to do more than you've ever done. Oh, would you clap your hands and praise him? Amen. Can you say amen with me? This is an Acts chapter 6 principle. I want you to lift your hands. I want to pray for you. God, you have given us a vision. You really have a multi-campus vision. That, Lord, we are reaching people all over the region, people of different ethnicities, people of different backgrounds, oh God. Lord, people with different political views. But, God, you have called us to reach people with the word. But we cannot let our pastors and our churches get away from the word and get away from prayer. We need them to hear. We need our daughter work campus pastors to, to hear from you, oh God. To have time to be in the word, oh God. To have direction for their churches, oh God. I pray that you would call up men and women in every daughter work campus, oh Lord, to do a work, to be givers, Lord, to take on the load of responsibility. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Praise God, praise God. It is an Acts chapter 6 principle. Once there comes multiplication, then you know what happens? 
You outgrow Jerusalem. And I will plan on continuing this in the future. But we can't stay in Jerusalem. We are going to build churches all over this region in the name of Jesus. Come on, I, I think we need to replicate what we're doing. God has called us to restore people to a greater purpose. Hey, let me tell you what's, what's on, the, on, on the track right now. God is looking for places that he can send broken people, people that have been backslidden, people that, has, that have, have, have lost their way. But guess what? In every little community that God calls us to, we're going to put a lighthouse. We're going to put a church. We're going to put a beacon of hope. Do you believe that? There's going to be a building that's, when you go there, you can feel the presence of God. You can feel healing. You can feel restoration. It's going to be, come on, it's bigger than this city. It's bigger than this building. But God needs you to stand up where you are and say, I'll be involved. I'm going to be a part. I'm going to do a work. Would you stand with me right now? Come on, lift your hands and say, I want to be involved with the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, praise God. Let me say as I close, I believe that God is going to raise up pastors among us. And he's going to raise up plumbers among us. I believe that God's going to raise up apostles among us. And I also believe he's going to raise up doctors among us. I believe that God is going to raise up missionaries among us. But I also believe he can raise up lawyers among us. And accountants and custodians. I believe that God can raise up electricians. I believe God can raise up. I'm, I don't want to limit this to just a few careers. But I believe that God is going to raise up people that can contribute to the kingdom of God. And the pastors can keep preaching the word, casting the vision, training. I thank God for ACA. We're raising up, a, we're raising up an army to send to the missions field locally, regionally, in our country, and also globally. Can you say amen? Our children department, our youth department, everything we do is to restore people, to equip them, and to send them. I, I, I will teach later on it, but there's a danger trying to hoard all of the giftings in one facility. Everybody say, train up and send out. Amen, amen, amen. I want you to bow your heads for a moment. I want you to ponder what I've taught you. God has filled you with the Holy Ghost and He didn't just give you the Holy Ghost. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He gave them the Holy Ghost and wisdom. He was filled with the Spirit and wisdom and understanding. What I'm saying is the purpose of being born again is not just to have this experience, but there's an and in your world. There's a next in your life. Don't live your life for you. We heard it Sunday night. That corner doesn't belong to you. Somebody is depending on what God has put in your life. That's an offering that you offer. When we say offering, we immediately think money, but that's not how God thinks. God's given you talents to give. He's given you energy, strength. There's things he has equipped you with, wisdom with, and understanding with. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. I pray that God, everyone that's watching would say, there's an and in my world. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost and God's going to use me. Yes, it might be music. 
Yes, it could be something else. But God, there's an and in my I don't want to just be a church attendee. There's an and in my life. Everybody say and wisdom. How many want to see this happen in your life? Do you believe God's given you wisdom? Do you believe God's given you something good? I called Brother Nutter. I don't know if he's watching tonight or not. But uh, I called him. I've called him so many times over projects. We're pouring a footer tomorrow in McConnellsville. And uh, I said, I said I, I've got the Batman number. Just, that's the number I have for Brother Nutter. You know what the bat number, number is? It's, it's, a, it's a direct line. He's been a great gift to me because he's got a lot of wisdom when it comes to construction. There were some questions I have. But there's going to be a lot more Ben Nutters, people that have wisdom. God's going to raise up people. Because if we're going to have multiplication, we've got to have multiplication. Not just people gathering and needs being unmet. There's enough work to do in this building. There's enough work to do in the daughter works. And God has called you to be a part. If he's given you some level of education and training and desires, and not everybody's going to be able to do what I do. And guess what? I'm not going to be able to do what you do. But God's called us all in part. As I close, I said that a second ago, didn't I? I'm trying. You know I have a hard time closing, don't you? Did you ever wonder? And y'all can be seated. I am going to close. I'm going to make you stand. Did you ever wonder when they went to the land that flowed with milk and honey? Did you ever wonder? Did you ever stop to think where did the honey come from? It comes from where you think it did. It comes from bees. Where did they get? The, who went and got honey from the bees? Somebody had to get honey from the bees. You ever get honey from a bee's nest? Guess what? It's not that much. Everybody say just a little bit of honey. But the Bible says, but they were going to a land that what? Flowed with milk and honey. Somebody had to get the honey and deal with the bees and swat and getting stung. But they did a lot of work just to do a, a small part. But when they put their part with somebody else's small part, with somebody else's small part, somebody else's small part, somebody else's small part. And you know what? It's not long. You put it all together and a bunch of people doing some small things is a flow. It's a flow. It's massive. Praise God. That's one thing I love about this church. There's so many things. There are so many people that work, work during the week to make one service happen. Sometimes over 100, probably 100 people over that to make one service happen in this church. But people are doing small parts to make a big thing come to pass. Can you say amen? Did you ever wonder where the milk came from? You know where milk comes from. Somebody had to go milk that cow to get just about that much milk. That's not a flow. But guess what? When you add that to somebody else's part, to somebody else's part, it's not long until you have what? You've got a flow. See, everybody's got to learn to do their part. He said, go find some good men. Go find some good ladies. Go find some good people full of the Holy Ghost. And, somebody shout and. And wisdom of what? The wisdom to do what God's calling them to do. And my prayer is, is don't stop doing your part because you think your part is too small. Don't stop coming to church because you feel like your ministry is not somebody else's. We need you to do a part. Listen, I'm the pastor, but I'm only a part of what happens here. I'm only a part of it. What makes this church great is not just what the pastor does. It's what everybody involved does together to make this thing great. Can you say amen? 
Amen. Lift your hands. We're going to pray one more time. God, I pray again. I pray somebody would be inspired and encouraged because you, Lord, you brought them to the kingdom for such a time as this. There's Esthers that are listening right now that have a specific role that somebody else can't fulfill. But you've called them to the now moment. You've called them to this moment. Lord, there's Daniels. There's the three Hebrew children. Lord, what seemingly is a small part in comparison, but God, they change nations. And Lord, they change kingdoms. I pray that God today, that every young person, every child, every senior, every young adult, every young family, everybody in between, I pray right now would realize whether they're holding the door, they're sweeping the sidewalk, they're ushering, Lord, they're in a choir, they're in, the, they're, they're in something, they're, they're coming, they're in a small group, oh God, no matter what it is, that God, they realize their part is imperative to what you're doing in the kingdom of God. And we together are going to make a difference and reach the world with this gospel in Jesus' name. One more verse and I close. Acts 6 and 7. When they appointed others, when the number of disciples was multiplied. Acts 6 and 7 says this, and the word of God increased. Our, our goal is that the word of God will increase to everyone in this region that have not heard the gospel, we'll hear the gospel. That's our vision. Everybody that has not heard the gospel, will hear the gospel because we're going to do our part. God bless you tonight. We're going to see you this weekend. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.